November 24th, uh, two days before Thanksgiving. This is Sports 845. I am joined to my left on your radio by the legendary uh, New York State High School Basketball Hall of Famer, Dick O'Neill. Dick played college basketball at Kentucky Wesleyan. And later on this evening, George Tinsley, one of his uh, former teammates with the uh, Kentucky Wesleyan Panthers, uh, former ABA player, played with the Kentucky Colonels. And is now, today, currently the executive director of the NBA ABA Retired Players Association. I guess he tells them where to spend all that money. Past. Past president. on the executive board. On the executive board. To my right, wearing his Duke uh, sweatshirt, as always, Danny Lutke from Washingtonville. Duke is uh, preseason ranked number nine in college hoops, which starts tomorrow and probably ends on Sunday. Um, exactly. But you don't see Duke ranked preseason nine. That's a, that's like 900 for them. North Carolina preseason 16, Kentucky 10. It's wide open. Two years from now, the high school players will be able to go right to the NBA. I, You and I both don't like that. It's going to ruin the college game. And our crack producer, who has grown a 70s porn mustache, Thomas Giordano, is here to work with us this evening. And we will take calls at around 515. Like I said, we'll have George Tinsley calling in around 530 at 845-313-0561. Guys, the NBA held its draft. It was uh, different looking, for sure. We didn't get to see all the uh, fancy suits and uh the the outfits but it was a it was a draft that if you're a nick fan i think went our way uh we were sitting there at number eight and we had the choice of two guys that i had circled denny avita of uh israel and obi topin uh originally from new york uh player of the year naismith player of the year college hoops at dayton so we had our choice i thought the nba draft this year you know, they were searching for a Zion. They were searching for an Anthony Davis. There wasn't that guy. Honestly, if the Knicks picked number one, I would have gone Obi Topin or LaMelo Ball. And LaMelo Ball is no sure thing. We don't know much about him except how he looked against really competition that wasn't the SEC or the ACC. If you remember Kristaps Porzingis, he played in a very tough league. Ball's league was not all that tough. So we don't know what he is. What are your thoughts on the NBA draft? And what players should we look for? Uh, Dick, your thoughts first. Well, I thought I thought the same way as you did. Um, Tobin, um, Ball, or I like the guard from Iowa State. Um, Tyrese Halberton. Halberton. I thought, because I think we need a point guard. They brought Peyton back, and I'm not too sure about that. But I'm very happy with Tobin. I think he could be. he's going to be a useful player. He does a lot of things very, very well. And, uh, you know, they talked about, well, from outside, but he's a very, his percentage from out there is very good. He improved you know? his three-point yeah, shot. A lot of people compare yes. him to Amari. I've heard some people say he could be Jason Tatum. Anywhere in between, we'd be thrilled with. Uh, I'll take that. He, I think, and I think they were concerned about him and uh, uh, the big kid from Kentucky. Who's already on the team? Why on my name? Uh, the forward we already have. Kevin Knox. No, the forward we have left-handed. Uh, we got him in a trade last year, played at Kentucky. I don't know. Anyway, I, they were worried about him and them playing on the floor at the same time. Oh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Yes. There you go. Yeah. But I think they can both be on the floor at the same time. Well, we'll see. You know what's funny? And you mentioned it. And, Danny, whenever you want to jump in, we needed a point guard. The Knicks have won a dozen games over the last two years. They're terrible. Right. Um, we didn't need a point guard. 
We needed a point guard. We needed a center. We needed a forward. We needed a two guard. And we needed a, a small forward. This team, to sit there and say we have – I mean, I'm, I look at Twitter and look at these Knicks fans. Oh, my God, we passed on a point guard. We need a point guard. What is a point guard going to do? He's going to win you a few more games? You need everything. And to me, Hal Burton isn't the next Jason Kidd. We don't know what he is. Iowa State was not terrific under him. Was he good? Yeah. Would I take a shot with him? Would I be happy with him? I prefer Topin. Topin is 22 years old. That's the knock on him. He's 22. But I believe he's the only one in this draft that is going to walk onto the court and score the way he did in college. Defensively, a different story. That's why Tom Thibodeau is there. You know what concerns me? Everybody's worried about 22. Kareem was 22. Jerry West was 22. All of those guys went to four years of college. Did it hold them back? Not at all. They were all Hall of Famers we're talking about. I think he's a mature guy. I think he's done a good job. I think he's going to be very exciting for starters. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be very exciting for starters. And I think people are going to want to play around him. They're going to want to play with him. So I'm tickled to death with it. And I think the guard in time quickly from Kentucky – Calipari mm-hmm. raved about might, it. Might be, might be the end, but he also raved about Knox. Well, so, listen, you he know. raves at you as a coach. You yeah. rave about all your oh, players. Yeah. You had me being the next Rex Chapman. <laughs> I did, I did. You did. I did. Um, I did. I, that didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to say we needed this. Now, I will tell you this. As a Nick fan, and everybody's in a rush to trade Randall right now yeah. because of what you said. Yeah. First of all, you'd never trade a player when his stock is low. What you do with Randall right now is you rehabilitate his game, and then maybe at the deadline, you move him for another asset. Another Maybe you get a first rounder out of him if he's playing well, or you keep him. You, you never know, but you don't trade a guy when he's down. Agree? And yeah, but and I think there's a guy that goes out and gets you 18 and, and 8 or 9 and 10 yeah. every every night. And yes. You know, do we have anybody else on the team that we can say that about? No, but okay. I, he also, you got to look in the TO department. He turns the ball the, over know, a lot. You're right. He and may he have to drive be, you, you know, crazy. Thibodeau, it might be a different situation. Correct. He's going to hold him to a higher standard. I Correct. Believe. Now, with that said, the Knicks are young. They're going to lose a lot more games than they're going to win this year. But you know what? They do have assets. They have a lot of picks, the second most amount of picks behind Oklahoma City over the next three or four years. And if they would have signed a Gordon Hayward or something like that, then I would have been a little bit more on board in going out and obtaining Russell Westbrook. But what Russell Westbrook would do to this team as it's situated right now is he would make them immediately mediocre. And that's the worst spot you could be in in the NBA is mediocre. 845-313-0561. When we get back, we're going to continue on the NBA. 3-1-8-4-5-3-1-3-0-5-6-1. We have George Tinsley calling in shortly. I look forward to speaking to him. I want to stay in the NBA. And these are questions that Dick, you're a Nick fan. Danny, you're a Nick. You watch the Knicks. I don't know if fan is the right word for you. Fan is absolutely not the word. I pay attention. Okay. I have zero interest. Dick, you tell me one of these guys that the Knicks missed on. Because I honestly, as much as you go to bed and you want and you pay attention to Twitter and and, and Wojanowski, you want to get that shiny car. Fred Van Fleet, four years, $85 million. Gordon nice, Hayward, I'll go nice, through them all. A nice player. Yeah. Nice player. Gordon Hayward, four years, 120. Mm. Bogdanovich, who I think is the best player on this thing, mm-hmm. four years, $72 million. Christian Wood, 341 
Gallo, 362. He's been injured. Goran Dragic, two, two years, 38 million. Jeremy Grant, three for 60. Davis Bertans gets five years, 80 million. I'm not doing that if I'm the Knicks. They're not one of these players away. First of all, Van Fleet, my opinion, and I happen to agree with you, nice player. Yeah. I want to see, and I'd be very, I think he's going to do fine in Toronto. He's going to be what he was, maybe even improve. I don't know if Fred Van Fleet goes to a different team and performs the way he does in Toronto. It could be. Could be. Could be. Gordon Hayward's an injury waiting to happen. Well, he's missed 160 games in the last three years. So I mean, the Knicks didn't awful. miss on yeah, anybody. Yeah, they don't gain anything there and spending a lot of money. They, they put their, all their cap money there. You see, the Knicks had a knee-jerk reaction so many times over the last several years. LeBron's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He announces he's going to South Beach. And the Knicks go out and give Amari Stoudemire four years, 120, and in a, in a contract that the Phoenix Suns doctors wouldn't even insure. You got two years out of Amari. It was great, but you're still paying the guy. We're still paying Noah, knee-jerk reaction. Phil wanted to bring him there. The contracts that the Knicks have handed out have been absurd. But here's my problem with the NBA. And let me get, well, before I get to that, let me tell you who the Knicks did get. We talked about Obi mm -hmm. Toppin, Emmanuel mm -hmm. Quickly. They traded for Ed Davis. And then traded Ed Davis the next morning for two more second-rounders, right. which right. was fine. The Knicks brought in – you know, it's amazing. If you look at the Knicks roster, the only player I believe – I'm doing this off – I do have notes, but off the top of my head, I believe every player on the roster the Knicks have is a first-round pick or a lottery pick, with the exception of Mitchell Robinson, who they got in the second round. Mm -hmm. They brought in Nerlens Noel, right. Austin Rivers, Alfred Payton they brought back, and they signed Alec Burks. Every guy on that roster – is a first-round pick. Now, could you move Noel for a, for something? Can you move Rivers? Because that's what the Knicks season is about. Yeah. It's about rehabilitating these guys, maybe winning some games, getting some type of culture, um, and then going out and taking your assets. The problem I have, the thing that really bothers me with the Knicks is I just heard Brandon Ingram signed an extension. Donovan Mitchell signed an extension. So there's no free agents next yeah. year that the Knicks yeah. are – the only one out there that hasn't signed an extension – is the Greek freak. Anthony Davis didn't sign yet, but he's going to. Yeah. And when I talk about Giannis it. Giannis is on his way to Miami. Could be. That's the that's rumor. That's where he's going to go. That's, we we don't know. But I want to get into that. Here's my problem, and I want to ask George about something. And I don't know if he knows the answer. I don't know if anybody will admit to this, but it drives me nuts. Rich Paul runs this damn league, Clutch Sports. Isn't that crazy? You, you tell me for one second how the Lakers are able to obtain what they've obtained. I just gave you Van Fleet. Four for 85. Hayward, four for 120. Bogdanovich, four for 72. I can go on and on. And here's a great example. Jeremy Grant, similar player, three for 60. Davis Bertans, who shoots the three, five for 80. Montrell's Harrell, 26 years old, average last year, 19 points, nine boards, had his best season of his life, finally reaches free agency. And he signs a one-year, $9 million deal mm -hmm. with the Lakers with a second option, a second-year option that's his for another $9 million. Harold gets two for 19 How is he not asking three for 70 I, Bizarre. Rich Paul's his agent. The Lakers, we get you here. If you're telling me there aren't wink-wink deals and money going under the table, you'd have to convince me because no, I, I can't I can, see I can, it at all. I can see that. How does mantra – look at this contract, how it stands out. I understand. I understand. It's absurd. 845-313-0561. We'll be back right after this.
We are back. This is Sports 845. The phone number is 845-313-0561. But right now on the phone um, is George Tinsley. George Tinsley uh, played college basketball at Kentucky Wesleyan with uh, Dick O'Neill. Uh, my radio partner, uh, Dick, claims uh, George was the second best-looking player on the team. He's a former ABA player, a former executive director of the NBA and the ABA Retired Players Association, and has done very well business-wise. Mr. Tinsley, thank you for the time. Where are you right now, by the way? I am uh, in Central Florida, Winter Haven, and thank you for inviting me on the on your show. And your first comment with respect to... Uh, Richard Dick O'Neill. I guess I'll go along with that. Mr. Tinsley, um, the NBA just had its draft. And I know you, uh, Dick, was telling me how you're you're involved with the NBA. You follow the NBA. First of all, you played in the ABA in 69, 75. Can you believe the amount of money that these guys are getting? It's hard to, uh, it's hard to imagine. And, uh, not only what they're making, excuse me, from a contractual standpoint, but also what they're making from endorsements and other off-the-court uh, activities that they're that they're involved with. But I'm I'm very proud of them. Yeah, they deserve it. It's well deserved. And, uh, and on the whole, I think they're doing a great job of keeping it all in perspective, in perspective, and managing it. With uh, uh, whereas a lot of these guys have have left high school and gone into the pros versus going through four formal years of college and uh, education, if you will, a formal education. But uh, uh, they're, they're doing well and they have good uh, – because they're surrounding themselves with good people on the whole. It certainly is an entertainment business, and they get paid like entertainers. You know, I was talking, and I don't know if you were listening before, but I have – and I am a – I am a very – big college basketball fan. I'm a very big Nick fan. I've had season tickets for many years, but the NBA to me, the game, the way it's changed with, you know, up and I mean, it's almost like shirts and skins run up and down, shoot the three. You don't need a back to the basket center anymore, which, you know, when Dirk Nowitzki came to this league at seven feet and you had to guard him from the three point line, it changed the game. And the athletes are incredible. One of the things I have a problem with, and I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if you can answer it, is it seems like the players are obviously the most important part in the league. But because of the agents and relationships that have been built with AAU, when I read you these contracts, and I'll read you a few, a guy like Fred Van Fleet gets four years, 85 million. Gordon Hayward, four years, 120. Um, Here's a good example, a comparison. Uh, Marcus Morris, four years, 64, and Davis Bertans, five years, 80. Now, we all know that Rich Paul is very friendly with LeBron James, represents him, clutch sports. It seems like the Lakers and LeBron, there has to be favors being done because Montrez Harrell is 26 years old. It's his first opportunity, you know, outside that rookie contract to get paid. He's coming off a year where he averaged 19 and nine. It was by far the best season of his NBA career. He was an incredibly valuable part of the Clippers. They didn't want to lose him. And he signs a one year, $9 million deal with the Lakers and a second year option for another nine. Basically he got two years, 19 when 
I was expecting a guy like that to get four years, 72 million. I wouldn't have blinked an eye at it. And it's almost, it's, something's wrong there. Do you have any thoughts on something like that? Well, you know, you, you're, you're seeing what's on the surface. These, uh, these contracts, uh, what you see up front are all, um, uh, for the public view, but behind, excuse me, behind those contracts, there are other deals being made, and, uh, and and it all goes into the full flavor or full business scope of what the team is trying to do, uh, where they have a certain amount of dollars on the books, and they have a promise behind the scene for um, you know the expectations, so they can get another deal done. So if they can get a guy to go along with the program to, to play for X for one year or one year plus, and then uh, with a, excuse me with a promise or a guarantee for um, uh, another deal, then uh, you know those kinds of things go on. So you can't always just see you know measure what's on the surface. There's some other. Uh, deals going on between the team, the, the representative and the players that, uh, that, that's not, not being seen. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really a business. It's a business both for the players, a business for the team. And the ultimate is, uh, to win, win championships and, and to be able to get the best players out there on the market. Team guys are jumping around so much like checkers that, uh, it, it's hard to, uh, predict what you know what's what's happening george let me ask you a question though two years we can't foresee what's two years down the road don't you think he ought to went for a four or five year contract in the 75 million dollar range or something like that to get his money now because what the hell we don't know what's going to happen in two years well it's it, once again it's uh it's it's business and uh when uh, you know if i if I buy a piece of property and, and construct a business based off of projected sales over the next, uh, you know, five years, ten years, uh, things change. Traffic patterns and so patterns and so forth come along. You know, economy, COVID, if you will. So it's a it's a roll of the dice. It's business. You know, it's it's uh, it's not predictable. Anything can go wrong. But you uh, you know you step into the uh, uh, the performa based off of. Uh, of all of the tools that you work with. And as I just mentioned, there's some things you and I just don't know about that, so that the, may be promised down the road. So the selling point basically was come play with the Lakers, win a championship, right. increase your brand, and we'll see what happens right. in two years. It's, I right. mean, if, yep. I mean, I think, and I'm just speaking as if it was my situation, I think, not you, not you, but I think it's very naive to think a 26 year old is going to walk away from all that money. And I, you know, I, LeBron signed for the max. Anthony Davis isn't leaving a dime on the table. And maybe I don't know Montrez Harrell, not at all. Maybe Montrez Harrell is that type of guy that said, I want to just be in LA and play here, which is fine. Um, what are your thoughts on, you mentioned something about it's like checkers, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, they made other guys better. They didn't recruit um, the next superstar to play. Larry Bird never went out to L.A. to convince Magic to come to Boston. Michael Jordan never went to uh, New York to get Patrick Ewing. He, he, you know, he played with Luke Longley and Bill Weddington. Um, it uh, seems like with kind, the, kind of like me, by the way. 
Yes, uh, Dick O'Neill, a poor man's Phil Jackson. It it's it's like these guys spend their off season. I got you got one more year left. You got to come play with me in Houston. You got to come play with me in L.A. I don't think it's good for the game, and I don't know how you stop it. But it, it you know these relationships now develop in AAU where Carmelo and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James became best friends, and I don't blame them for wanting to play with each other. But it just seems to have taken away a lot from the game. Well, you know, from a fan standpoint, uh, yes, uh, fans, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like college ball where you, um, you know, you got guys going to University of Kentucky, schools like that, for one year and they're out of there. So the fans don't get connected with the players anymore. So the fans suffer, they have a problem with it, but the players benefit, the college benefits from the standpoint of, of making uh, revenues uh, with their, uh, uh, during their seasons. Uh, the NBA, it's it's you know each decade, each each several five five years or so, things are changing. You know, uh, back when Dick and I played, and he, he, he guys didn't talk to the other teammates, right? Yeah, not teammates, the other team, right? You know, you didn't, you didn't, you were, it was it was against the rules to uh, to hang out with them on a large part, and uh, so now the players are taking have taken more and more control. Uh, because they're in that key position, you know. Ten years ago, what happened in the bubble uh, with uh, uh, with the players and their their activism, uh, their socialism, uh, and, and so forth would have never happened, you know. But now, now it's it's at that point. It's, it's happening in other sports also. So things are changing, and the players are in more and more control because they're the ones that's putting uh, bring the fans in, put them in the seat. And I tell you this. Uh, 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 Mello and Carmelo, what's, what's the LeVarn and the, the sons out there in California? Uh, they're, they're, if they get away with what they're trying to do, that's going to shake up the whole league if he has all his three sons playing with Charlotte in the next, next year or so. Yeah, I mean, they haven't shown me much yet, but we'll see. Here's what I can't figure out, sir. Uh, it's Danny Lutke speaking. I'm partners here with uh, Dick and Darren. I'm probably in the minority as far as the world goes. I could care less how much money these guys make. I'm all about it. People are constantly complaining. They're getting paid to do this. They're getting paid so much money. At the end of the day, they're way better than everybody else at what they do. They bring in revenue. So I have zero problem if these guys all make billions of dollars. What I don't understand is how you cannot, at this level, have the Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, even like a, you know, a Tom Brady, a Larry Bird, like Derek Jeter, like they despise losing. They could, they dislike the opponent. You don't have to dislike them personally, but they would step on their throat when they're down. I have a problem with, to me, there is just so much money. And to your point, they have so much control, not all, but I really don't think they care. And I think the NBA is at the top. It is slowly falling by the wayside, and the other sports may follow as well. You can't allow these guys to have too much control, and maybe it is the money, which I have zero problem with, but there's just no more passion anymore. I don't know. That's just one man's opinion. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. You think Charles Oakley You think Charles Oakley likes the way these guys are playing nowadays? And I know Charles. Yeah, I, think, I think you're – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your, your question there. That's but okay. I, uh, I think that um, – uh, there are a few 
that uh, are, you know, a Chris Paul. I think uh, uh, LeBron is becoming more competitive than he was uh, before, meaning uh, that that uh, Kobe and Michael uh, and uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, mentality. But there's there's not as many of those guys out there today as there as there was uh, uh, back. Excuse me, back in the day, uh, it, there's there's just so many other things that they're doing outside of playing the game, the the movies, the endorsements, and so forth that have them. Uh, yeah, I mean the world has so changed. Different different ways. Yeah, they get together for Converse. I mean, Bird said he never even wanted to meet Magic, and he met him during a Converse commercial, and they became friendly. And that you know that's fine, and I respect that. What's your involvement in the game today? Is it, are you a fan? Um, what what is your involvement in the game today? And what are your thoughts of the way the game has changed with yeah, its up today, and down the court? Today I'm, today I'm more of a fan, and I'm, I probably would be more of a farewell fan. I mean, I have uh, certain players, certain teams that uh, you know I enjoy watching for the entertainment standpoint. Given this whole COVID uh, scenario and, and not being able to get out and do other things, there are certain I'm a little more attracted to different sports than I was before, and uh, but you know, there's only certain players, certain teams that I enjoy watching that that are putting forth the effort, and uh, the game's entertaining. So that's that's where that's where I am today with the sport. As far as actual involvement, I'm not as involved anymore. Um, uh, trying to uh, working with a group, trying to bring a NBA team to uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I think we uh, we have an opportunity. There's probably a couple of uh, of uh, groups, uh, one beside us, that uh, that may have an opportunity to bring a bring a team there. Um, I know uh, uh, Las Vegas and Seattle are on the uh, mobile also to bring to bringing a team in. We've got another team. Toronto's playing down here in Tampa mm-hmm. this year because of the COVID uh, scenario. So we'll see what happens. Uh, happens there so i look for the with this whole COVID situation uh to really bring about a whole new norm about uh professional basket professional sports period and uh, definitely the nba uh, looking at uh, this whole economy uh differently i understand now let me ask you a question and first of all i appreciate the time i know you you gave us plenty of time and i don't want to keep you too long Dick O'Neill to my left is a legendary New York State high school basketball coach. He was my coach. And he preaches, you know, technique and and gamesmanship and, and being tough and, and and physical on the court. What was uh what was Dick O'Neill's biggest attribute as a player at Kentucky Wesleyan? Uh was he, you know, I always think of Dick when I when I picture what he was was a uh, Phil Jackson like uh offensive and defensive player. Um your thoughts on uh, Dick O'Neill as a uh, player at Kentucky Wesleyan? Well, uh, you know, and I, and I obviously have a different, uh, probably a little bit different skew. Dick, uh, to start, was a friend and is a friend, has been a friend for, uh, you know, half a century, if you will. And and, uh, and when I look at him, it's a full package. It's not necessarily his uh, skill set, his, his, his physical skill uh it's physical skills it was just the individual and the basketball iq between the uh between the years so dick learned how to adjust and fit into our team and he brought that uh that caliber 
whole lot. He played he played every day the first couple of years against a guy that was six seven uh, uh, two seventy five that uh, was mean as a, uh, a pit bull and and he, he he never backed down. He I think Dick probably weighed a hundred. 155 pounds or 160. So he actually gained some weight now. He actually lost some weight. Dick's down to 125, but he's about seven foot four now. He was. He was the only thing that we did not want him to do was shoot the ball. Everything else he was fine, but whenever he shot the ball, we lost. I think we lost two games by Dick being either the leading scorer or near the leading scorer. But other than that, he was great. Great on defense, but great. Great rebounder, and he knew how to get the ball to me so I could score. Well, I'll tell you this: what you just described hasn't changed, and he's been my friend for a long time as well. And there's nothing like hearing college teammates. You guys went to war together and did great. There's not a player, and he's coached a million of them, that you could find that would say one negative word about him. And that's why he's, uh, you know, he's my friend. He's on the show, and he is the best coach around here. And and again, that's what your players and teammates say about you is is gospel. And I, I thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it very much. I, I know your time is very valuable, and we'd like to have you on again when the season starts. We uh, just a, just as an add-on, we talked the other night. Exactly, as a matter of fact, last night when I asked him to be on the show about we were born too too soon. You know, with all this money going around, there have been a little more impetus to practice a little more, although I don't know how we could have. But uh, uh, just the, the, the money, George, is just mind boggling, just mind boggling. I just uh, remember when I said when Kareem got uh, $400,000 to go with, uh, with Milwaukee and then, and who had the other rights? Oh, the Nets had the other rights to them. They were talking about four hundred grand. It was like money that we never heard of and we could have imagined in our lifetimes. But yeah, well, the average salary at that time, Dick, was about uh, eighty thousand. Uh, Butch Beer yeah. came out that same year, and I think Butch uh, Butch got eighty seventy five, eighty somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, and um, uh, my biggest contract was twenty five <laughs> with uh, with the ten thousand signing bonus. So uh, the dollars were totally different, and uh, you know, in the ABA. Uh, when, once we got our check, we ran to the bank as fast as possible yeah. to make sure that check didn't bounce. Yeah, gotcha. All the teams were having a tough time. Yeah, but in the meantime, yeah. when you were making twenty-five thousand with a ten thousand dollar signing bonus, I was making seven thousand dollars a year to teach three hundred kids. Doctor Tinsley, thanks so much. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you tomorrow sometime. Thank you, George. All right. And if I don't, have a nice Thanksgiving, huh? Happy holidays, sir. Thank you, George. 845-313-0561. We'll move on to other sports and take some calls when we get back. 845-313-0561. This is Sports 845. We did the NBA. Uh, it was very nice of George Tinsley to call in. And we're going to talk some college basketball real quick. Um, you know, the star this year, the Zion this year, the Shaquille this year, is Cade Cunningham, six foot seven point guard, can play every position. Uh, and the thing that's impressive about him is he obviously had offers from every school in the world. He chose to go to Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State is not allowed in the NCAA tournament, no postseason this year. But you'll be able to see him, I believe, tomorrow on TV at three o'clock. 
Uh, Gonzaga is number one. Baylor, preseason Baylor, Villanova, Virginia, Iowa, Luke Garza, a kid on Iowa who's an All-American. Kansas, Wisconsin, and then the usual suspects. Uh, you know, I guess if you go to bed, Cade Cunningham is your dream right now. The Knicks win the lottery, and, and their point guard problems are solved. And according to Knicks fans, they'd win the NBA title. They just need a point guard. But, Dick, you mentioned it during the break. You're seeing it with college football. You'll see it a lot more with college basketball. Games are going to – bless you. Games are going to be delayed, postponed, canceled. We don't know what's going on. Duke is off the board for tomorrow. North Carolina is still scheduled to play Charleston. And then they have the ACC Big Ten matchup where you'll see Carolina play Iowa and Garza. Carolina, obviously, an improved team from last year, has uh, you know some McDonald's All-Americans that I'm looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but your thoughts on college hoops? There's not much you could say right now except I, wait and like see. Like I said, I have some real concerns that it's going to start. I'm just not sure how it's going to finish. And with the national tournament going to be all in a bubble in Indianapolis, uh, yeah. I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. I mean, are they going to cut back on teams? Are there going to be 65 teams or 66 teams or whatever the number is going to be? Or uh, how do you house that? And how do you, uh, you know, are they going to play not the traditional uh, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday kind of deal? Or are they going to have to play some games midweek so they're not keeping them there for uh, – for a month or so. You know, bottom line yeah. is it's it comes down to dollars. Yeah. And no matter how much money these universities and these, you know, uh, TV places make, the NCAA is not losing another $700 million. No. I don't care. Right. They will figure out a way to get this tournament done. Like you said, albeit they're talking about doing everything in Indianapolis, playing under one bubble. How they're going to play this many games, I don't know. I'm sure they'll be able to figure it out. And in my humble opinion, they'll even kind of – you know, they'll maybe skate some numbers type deal as far as, you know, who has this COVID and who doesn't. In other words, to just really get the games going. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Uh, it would be a shame, though, to go through a, a whole nother tournament. Because, you know, this Thanksgiving, right, it's a first for everybody. Christmas is the first for everybody. New Year's. We went through this last year. They started playing some of the tournament games, and then it kind of stopped. Yeah, it was so, the conference tournament games. Correct. Right, right. So now for it to happen again – you know, then it's, you know, they're in a tough spot. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm rooting uh, for it because yeah, – I, mean, I am also. And you know what, Dick, listen. It's dollars and cents. Yeah. They'll, they'll do whatever they have to and accommodate to bring in some sort of revenue. Well, the thing of it is, just for my own personal enjoyment, for me, that's the best month of, of the year for me. The, the, the March Madness yep. is, is – you know, I live for that. I sure. really live for that. You know, I see teams that I haven't seen all year – and all of a sudden, they got this stud down there that's doing all of these things. And I'm like, where did he come from? And sure. then, you, then you see, you know, usually it gets to be where it's the, the thoroughbreds are there at the end. But I like to see those teams get to the final eight or the final I'm, four, I'm, that kind of thing. I'm certainly looking forward to college basketball. Uh, I Obviously, we, we want the season to go as it should go. I can't wait. It's my favorite sport. My I could watch anybody play in college basketball. I'm going to watch Iona with Patino this year. There's Every night there's games, and I can't wait for it. Let's take this call. This is Sports 845. Who do I have? Larry, how are you? What's on your mind? Oh, Patty. Patty, it's Darren. Still, what's on your mind? <laughs> Well, you know, I heard you talking. I was going to say, uh, I got two things that I had a feel good story and a, a good and a bad. Like the bad that Adam Gates, he's got to go. I can't even watch the Jets anymore. It's a horrible situation. Uh, the play calling, the, the unpreparedness is, it's, 
sickening to watch. I'm sorry, you're talking Jets, and I assume you're talking Adam Gaze has to go. Yep. Why would Adam Gaze has to go? He wins one game every decade, and he's a quarterback whisperer. He turns Tannehill into a star with another team. Why does he have to go? I mean, I can't believe Peyton Manning hates the Jets. I don't know why they would take his word for anything. It's like an inside joke with him. I'm telling you. I mean, I never thought there'd be anybody worse than Rich Kotite. I, I never thought I'd ever see something Rich like that Kotite is a very happy man right now. If this um, season ends tomorrow, Rich Kotite is no longer the worst head coach in Jets history. What's the good news, though? You said you had good and bad. You're going to get that, Trevor that, Lawrence. That, the feel-good story, that P.J. Walker from Carolina. Yes. The old Temple quarterback. Yes. Had, had a great game on Sunday. Yeah, they beat, they beat the Lions 20 to nothing. First time Stafford's team was shut out. And it is a great story. P.J. Walker bounced around everywhere. And you know what? It's almost is he Kurt Warner? No, but he had his great he had a great day and we'll see what happens. Makes you think that they should have some sort of minor league system for their for football, especially when they cut the draft down now. You know, they should they should have like some way to where they bring guys keep guys warm and bring them up, especially the way the way things are now, you know? Absolutely. I I mean something will be done, but they you know, they have each team has a practice squad and everything and PJ Walker was found, brought up off the practice squad, and he did great. You know, he, he did you know, was he he wasn't you know, he wasn't Dan Marino, but he looked good. And the uh, the Panthers, you know what? The Panthers sit at four and seven. They've had McCaffrey out a lot in and out. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't played every game, therefore PJ Walker got the start. And you know, Matt Rule's done a hell of a job there because Carolina, like Jacksonville, and like the Jets, were going to fight for the number one pick. Right? No, he's, he's done a good job, Matt Rule. Very good job down there. You're a Jet yeah, fan. Right. You want Trevor Lawrence? Obviously, there's no doubt in your mind. You want Trevor Lawrence? Nah, I'm not. I'm not sold on it. To be honest with you, I don't think that Donald has got the fair shake. He's been hurt. No offensive line. Howdy, you he got shows. the number one pick in the draft. You're on the clock. You got three seconds. Who you taking? You know what? I guess you have to take him. There you go. There's no, it's a no-brainer. Patty you, from the Valley. If you don't take Trevor Lawrence, you know. But, Patty, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it, oh, and thanks for listening. Thank you for having me on. I, appreciate, I like coming on. 845-313-0561. Patty led us to the NFL. Let's go there. College basketball is what it is. It gets started tomorrow. The NFL, Joe Burrow out for the season. Oh. Was having a great year. Burrow's out for the season. Tore his ACL, MCL, PCL, ABC, and DEF. Um, is it a is it a career ender? No. And Burrow, you know, it wasn't a dirty hit. Um, it's a hit that happens in the NFL all the time. And you know, Burrow will be back. Cincinnati will draft some linemen. They'll draft some. You know, since his problem hasn't been scoring points, it's been defense. I would imagine that's last year in the draft. Uh, they win all offense. Yeah, this year, they know they're going to have to go but defense. They still have to have an offensive line. The guy's throwing 50 times a game. You yeah, say, absolutely. You know, running, I mean, well, Mixon, Mixon yeah. was hurt as well. Yeah, You're but, right. But still, it's, you got to have an offensive line. You can't have that guy throwing 50 times a game. I mean, it, Listen, he's young enough. Yeah. He'll be okay as far as the injury goes. Yeah. He'll rehabilitate. He'll go, yeah. you know, balls to the wall to get where he needs to be. Also get another year of maturity underneath his belt. But they're really talking about him missing a whole entire season, you know. All next year. So it, it's going to be a while. At the end of the day, listen, the guy's been getting beaten, pounded all year long as it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's kind of a blessing in disguise, you know. Maybe try to take something negative and positive. I don't want somebody to blow their knee out, but you no. get what I'm saying. Taysen Hill did a hell of a job filling in for Drew Brees. The question was last week, and we all thought Winston was going to get the start. Taysen Hill got the start. 
was ridiculed in New Orleans, was ridiculed nationally. How are they starting him? The guy's only thrown 18 passes. Taysom Hill looked terrific. <laughs> He, did. he looked he did. great. Yeah, the Saints did. went in, blew out Atlanta. I believe Hill threw for 275 yards. He ran for some touchdowns, threw for some touchdowns. A bruising guy to tackle. Taysom Hill played very well. Yeah, he sure did. And, you know, Peyton got buried for this going into the game. But at the end of the day, he's coached Taysom Hill for three, four years. He's known Jameis Winston six months. Yeah. The guy knows what he's doing, right? Nobody's going to say in the end that Winston could be a better, has more of the tools. He doesn't really know really what Winston really does have. Well, Listen, he's the, coached him for the six decision months, turned man. out to be the right one. Of course one. it, it did. Confirms, and that's why coaching's big. It kind of confirms that Sean Payton knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't need that to confirm it. But, yes, no, I agree. No, but I'm saying a lot of people did. A it, lot of people did. And he yeah. doesn't care about yeah. his detractors. Right. You know, he right. just goes no. about his business. Right. Justin Herbert. You can't say enough about no, this guy. He is right. fun to watch. Yeah, right. He, I don't know who he reminds me of, but he doesn't remind me of a rookie. No. How about maybe like a Roethlisberger type? I mean, he's Co a big, okay. strong guy. Throw, he throws the ball like Elwin. I yeah, mean, he, yeah. he the he guy, I mean, the only knock on him is his haircut. He looks like Ricky Schroeder in the champ right yeah, now. Okay. I mean, he just looks like he's yeah. 12. But uh, he don't remind me of Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger couldn't run. Still no, can't, could, but this just a can. big, big dude this and he can, can sling it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the prototype now, the... The kid at uh, Buffalo, you know, these kids are getting bigger, you know, they're bigger mm -hmm. and stronger. And yeah, I, I think mean, that's the way it's going. But they're, they're another team that has to, that should have more wins. They have, they win all offense. They have a decent, listen, Post is out. They got, I mean, that hurt them. Yeah. That, that, that's it. I mean, they're going to be good next year. And they got their quarterback for the next well, the 12 years. Was they had the lead in, uh, and big leads yes. in so many games. They just don't know how to win yet. I no. mean, they, they, that's, that's, we've talked there's about a process. It. There's a process that you go through. I think if they can keep that team intact and a little more off in the offensive line, I think they could be really a I think they're going to be a good team in the future. I Absolutely. Really they, listen, really the hardest thing yeah. in the NFL is to find yeah. your quarterback. They yeah. have it. They yeah. found it. Yeah. Um, Tua. You know, Fitzpatrick handled this unbelievable. He really did. I mean, and it was a tough thing to handle. You're leading the the Dolphins, and you're playing really well. You know you're there just to bridge the gap to get to Tua. Tua wins three games. And then honestly, we don't know what Tua is. They go 3-0 and with him. And the biggest thing about Tua was they were 3-0. and I mean, the guy would throw for 88 yards. He right. just wasn't exciting to watch or no, anything. No. They go to Denver, and Tua just, you know, with his legs and everything, that's what he's in there for. He gets sacked every other play and they surprised me the Florida surprised me by saying all right enough and brought Fitzpatrick in there and Fitzpatrick almost won the game you know the thing of it is I think Flores came up lucky that he did have Fitzpatrick to make that move for starters oh sure he knew Fitzpatrick would well, that's why they signed about him. it would support would support it and then if this happened what happened on Sunday was ready that he'd be ready to go in and play you don't know how well he's going to play, but it wouldn't be because he wasn't working hard at it. Yep. You know, he what he does, what he always does. He moved him right down the field and then threw an interception. Yep. You know, he said that in his post-game interview, you know, too. He's like, look, this is to his team. I get it. You yeah. know, I was able to step in. Flores got lucky there. And he's, yeah. and he's a great coach. I, don't, too, I, I would say Burrow, Herbert, Tua is not in that class yet. No, no, I, in my opinion, not no, there yet. Mine either, but, the, but either. the general nope. public love this guy too. Well, I still don't see it. Keep yet. in mind, I watch enough of the football. I don't see I, it, and I agree with you. I love Herbert. I, I love him. Keep in mind that Burrow. I just like he's just a big, strong. The dude, Dolphins man. had the choice and went to a over Herbert. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and from the other side of it. Murray's a little bit of a midget, but he is fun to watch. I mean, he's, yeah. he's much watched television. Now. He's yeah, he's very. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of 
the quarterback position has changed yeah. dramatically. There's, and it, there's, the the better, NFL is, out better. of all the sports, the, the NFL better. is in really good shape. They have yeah. a lot of young stars there. Really. Always are. They just, it's almost like they're ironclad yeah. no matter what happens. The NFL yeah. always comes out smelling like and roses. See this next quarterback money. class is going to be very good, too. There's going to be three or four very good quarterbacks coming out. And two that year. we don't even know their names. Exactly. exactly. Uh, the Cowboys. To, to, uh, to me, it was a big win. God, I couldn't stand watching them win that game in Minnesota. Uh, the NFC East, the Eagles 3-6-1. and one. They are home to Seattle. You can make the argument the Eagles don't win another game. The Giants are 3-7, and seven, and they benefit from the uh, Burrow injury. They're at Cincy, where they'll go against Ryan Finley. Washington plays the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. I think the Giants at the end of the week are four and seven. Obviously, one of the two teams, Washington or Dallas, will be four and seven, and the Eagles will be three and seven. They'll go for, every week. You're going to see a team go from first to last in this division. But here's something about the Eagles, and the Eagles really got to be concerned. And you know what? They were concerned before the season start so, started. They knew something's not right with Carson Wentz because they drafted Jalen Hurts, and Carson Wentz looks. How could you make sure of this? He looks awful. He looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL yeah, I, all of a sudden. I don't think they, they, they're holding him to any standard. I, I think Peterson was enamored with him when he was in the running for the MVP until he got hurt that year. And mm-hmm. he definitely was in, in yeah. the running for it. Actually, he was a leader for it. To be but fair, the Eagles have had a lot of injuries. Yeah, but still, mm-hmm. he's made some mistakes that weren't – that have awful. nothing to do with injuries. That awful mistakes. That look terrible. And I don't think that they're coaching him right, to be to be perfectly honest with you. I just don't think they're doing a good job. Because I think he's as talented as anybody. You know, he's got size. Well, listen, he's got strength. He can throw the ball. I mean, and he seems to be smart enough, but they're not holding him. He's injury prone. Yeah. And when he's yes. been on the field, he certainly yeah. hasn't yeah. looked good. Yeah. You know? He's they, taken I, some serious licks, though. I yeah. mean, he's taken some real serious licks. Yeah. You know, it's amazing with the because that schedule that the, the uh, Bengals have with the yeah. NFC East, it's really this injury – to borrow, really, it's kind of a big deal for the NFC East. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah. yeah. The know, giant, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And another thing, too, the game coming up uh, Thanksgiving night, that's the big game, right? The 10-0 Steelers against the Ravens. Yeah. Awesome. But that middle game, isn't it nice to have a game that's meaningful regardless of the, the uh, you know, the records? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yes. And no, as the, the Giants team. fan, you just, you know, one of them is going to lose. I'm yeah. rooting for a tie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom Brady, I was watching the game last night, the Rams and the Bucks, and Tom Brady, you know, you, if Tom Brady was a rookie, you'd say he's great. But the fact that he's, you know, 72 years old, when he goes out and throws picks, you say he's too old. I'm watching the game last night, and honestly, when he had that last drive to go down the field and win the game, I was waiting for the interception. I saw it coming a million miles away. I was waiting for Brady to throw that pick. Tom Brady... It's a good signing for Tampa. You can't argue that. But I think it would have been a bad signing for Tennessee if they would have gone for him. Tampa's certainly a win-now team right now. You thought that, he was going to throw an interception? Absolutely. And I thought he was going to win the damn okay. myself. Well, you went through Godwin. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he's missed some throws before that. Well, anything going downfield anymore. Yeah, he, it's just up in the air. And well, he's not—he's not a—he's not a, a seven-step guy, and then no. throw these like. He also, if you watch it, he gets rid of the ball. Does. Real, he does not want to get no. touched. No, no, no. He can. He's yeah. forty-three years and of I, age. And I'll tell you this: another thing that's starting to be a little bit of a turnoff with Tom Brady. The end of the game. End of the game. Shake the game. Yeah. That's bullshit. Hand. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I'm Brady's biggest fan because the Giants own him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's horseshit. He can't. I got news for you. 
if that was Peyton Manning or any of these other hotshot quarterbacks, he shakes their hand. Yeah, yeah. that you was. You can't do that to golf. Come on. That, I thought it was wrong. I agree. I, I agree. thought it was it's wrong. wrong. What kind of example Even you said? My wife said to me, she says, "What the hell's that about?" Yeah, yeah, it was wrong. I said, "You know, I, is he walk? I couldn't tell if he was walking off or walking across." Then I saw he's walking off. I'm when like, he loses, he doesn't shake. He's hands. done it twice now. So far I know this that. Could he do it for the other time? Uh, yeah, I don't go for Saints. that. Saints. I don't go for Saints. that. Saints. Did he? Saints. Yeah, yeah, it was to Drew Brees. Brees, yes. Yeah. Now, listen, the Steelers are 10-0. You can look at their schedule and you can make the argument they're going to go undefeated. What's what's incredible this year with the playoffs, the way it's set up, the Chiefs could go 15-1 and and have to play wild card weekend. That yeah. would be a first. You could have a Chiefs-Steelers um, AFC matchup for the AFC title, but the Chiefs are going to have to win three games to get to the Super Bowl. Can you imagine being 15-1? and And by the way, there is zero debate – who the best quarterback is in the NFL. This guy is magic. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. But the uh, you know the Chiefs sit there and they can go 15 and 1 and have to play a uh, wild card weekend. Only undefeated team in the country in the history, but, right? The uh, you, Dolphins, they played two road games I believe, right in the playoffs. Or is that right? one for sure. Yeah. You look at the talent that these Chiefs have in every damn position. I mean, well, offensively, the skill position. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just they make me nervous, though, defensively. Oh, they They're, do. They, 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 you know, they may yeah. not go 15 yeah. and 1. Now, I know he kept the play well, they going. they got two losses, don't they? No, one. Right? One. Yeah, they could go 15 and 1. Yeah. I mean, how is Travis Kelsey wide open on that I, game when he touched down? Oh, he did five passes in a row. Why he's wide, wide open. You know why he's wide open? Because yeah. look what Dick just said at their skill positions. Yeah. They got guys that you got a double team. I mean, you, you, there's not, there, everybody. I mean, anybody, They. I mean, he throws the hill. He throws to anyone. He's got unbelievable weapons, and the guy does not miss anybody. He yeah. has poise, too, man. Cool yeah. cucumber. Yeah. And both both running backs can catch out of the backfield and make yardage, and they're both good runners. I mean, it's – it's. and if he loses some of these plays during free agency, these kids come with Pringle and uh, some of these kids coming off the bench. They picked up Levy on Bell. They look like uh, – they're ready to go right now, for yeah. God's sake. 845-313-0561. We'll talk some baseball. We'll do some we'll, – and at the end of the show, we're going to do our NFL locks of the week. We haven't done that. Let's talk baseball when we get back. 845-313-0561. 845-313-0561 is the number. This is Sports 845. Before we go any further, guys, we got to thank Napoli Pizza again in uh, Slate Hill. Uh, 2920 Route 6, Slate Hill, New York. we got to thank them for feeding us, feeding uh, our crack producer, Thomas Porn Mustache Giordano. And, uh, Dick, I noticed you ate more slices than anybody we have to get here before you. And uh, But the food's very good, huh? Yes. Very good Box, pizza. This is for you. Yes, yeah. I see it. I see it. Um, one player came off the board today. In uh, Major League Baseball, maybe, you know, I'm so impatient. I want something done immediately with the Mets. I want it done immediately. And I'm sure that this didn't go where the Mets were sleeping. By the way, Sandy Alderson's going to run the team. They're not looking for a GM anymore. Uh, I guess Theo Epstein was serious that he wanted to take a year off. I'm sure the Mets made a call. They say they didn't. But I'm fine with Sandy Alderson. The most important person in this is Steve Cohen. But uh, Charlie Morton, who, listen, I was not, I would have taken him. I was not in love with him, but Morton signed a one-year deal with the Braves for $15 million earlier today. Oh, that hurts so, us. I don't know if it hurts us. Oh, Charlie Morton's off the board, but let me give you some positive news. The uh, rumblings, and the winter meetings are the first week in December, there are rumblings that the Tampa Bay Rays may look to move Blake Snell because they're going to have to pay him. 
and Blake Snell. There's also, I talked for a long time at the shortstop um, that are shortstops that are going to be available free agency next year. Carlos Correa, Javi Baez, uh, Franklin Lindor, um, and Francisco Lindor, and a bunch of other guys. And right now, there's talk that Carlos Seager, Seager, Seager yeah. there's talk that Carlos Correa, that the Astros would field calls right now on Correa because they don't want to pay him next year. And they have other people they have to pay. Let me give you this. If you're the New York Mets and you had a choice right now to either go Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa, Javi Baez, or uh, or uh, Lindor, Baez, Correa, or Story. Trevor Story is the other one. Where would you go? Because I think Seager's signing with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the yeah, one no, team yeah, there that yeah, doesn't yeah. need the money. I would go Correa. I would go. How old, how old is Correa? Uh, sixteen, I think. He's young. Okay. They're all young. Okay. All right. I'd go, young. I'd, I'd go with Correa. I'd go you know, he's, he's he's coming from a winner. He's you know he's played on the championship teams. You know, so that means a lot to me. Yeah. That means a lot to me. The only knock on Correa mm-hmm. is he's had trouble staying healthy for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. But I, I like Correa. You know what? My choice would be Correa as well. He reminds me more of an Alex Rodriguez than than any of those guys. Yeah. Lindor is an obvious spark plug. Lindor is the guy that they all say is going to be moved this year. But that's where I would go. Okay, I would go I'll, Correa. I'll, I'll take him. 845-313-0561. We'll take a break and be right back. The Mets are obviously going to do something. They're going to do plenty of things. We all hope that. But, um, you know, DJ LeMahieu is out there um, as well. And the Cano... Listen, the Cano news is the best news in the world for Mets fans, the worst news for Yankee fans, because LeMahieu has made it clear, I want to stay in New York. I love New York. So it's really the Mets and the Yankees. And I don't know if the, how much interest the Mets really have, but they could certainly drive the price up for LeMahieu. And if they drive the price up for LeMahieu, maybe it takes the Yankees out of Bauer. Maybe it takes the Yankees out of something else that the Mets want. But again, my... My goal for the Mets this year is is one one A one B one C is I want Trevor Bauer. After that, I would take George Springer, and then I would Lindor or Arenado. One of the shortstops. Lindor or Arenado. We really the Dodgers. Within reason, though, Darren. I know you keep pushing. You love this guy Springer. You like Lindor. I know Arenado is your guy, but he signed somewhere, correct? Arenado is signed with the Rockies for a billion dollars. Within reason, what do you really think? Not that they're – what do you think they can do that would really make you happy? Like something within reason. Well, can I, they – I think I just gave you in reason. All of them? Yeah. Well, I didn't say Lindor. I, here, here's in reason. Bauer, Springer. Bauer, Springer. And the catcher. No, that well, yeah, but that's not – I'm talking about highlights, like not fill-in bullpen guys yeah. and stuff. Bauer, Springer, um, Arenado. There's more of a need for Arenado than there is for Lindor. The way Jimenez played last year and Rosario, you could get by at shortstop. I question J.D. Davis, A, his defensive skills, and offensively, he was terrible last year. I would take, I mean, Arenado, you just have to, I think you can get for far less because you're doing the Rockies a big favor by taking him off their payroll. You know, like the Yankees did with Stanton. It's a similar type thing. So Arenado is feasible. Arenado, Springer, Lynn, uh, Springer, Bauer. And then you sign rotation guys. 
You sign, uh, listen, with Stroman coming on board, that's fine. You could go out and get, you know, another, you could take a shot with a Corey Kluber. You could bring in a catcher that's not named JT Riamuto, a James McCann, a Salvador Perez, a player of that ilk. I have no issue with that. And you got to hope the DH is permanent in the National League, at least for another season. That's, that's where a little bit, I'm a little disappointed we didn't try for more. Because uh, I think he would have been a real help okay. back end. He could have been. I think he but, would have, yeah. but we said last week, you liked Morton. I said I'd rather take a flyer on Kluber. And, I'm, you know, you yeah, could be yeah, right, okay, I could yeah, be right. Yeah, right, right, I, right. Tanaka's out there. Yeah. I think I'd rather have Tanaka over Kluber and Morton. I would agree with that. You know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Lance Lynn is out there. There's Odorizzi's out there. There's other pitchers that are Kendrick, out there. Kendrick's. Uh, Kendrick's could be out there. And, again, you're going – because these organizations lost so much money last year and Tampa doesn't make money to begin with, maybe you offer three prospects for Blake Snell. You know, there's guys, what I'm saying is there's going to be guys that might fall into your lap that you thought never would be available. Could you see Snell a Yankee? Yeah, of course. Could you? But but here's what I can't see. I can't see the Rays trading Snell to the Yankees. I could see the Rays trading Snell to the Mets. Why would you trade Snell to a team that you're fighting the division for? Depending on, depends on then on what you're giving up. Well, my point is you're going to ask a lot more. For the Yankees oh, than no you are question. for the Mets. I agree. I agree. You know? Agree. Yeah. But, um, yes, Morton comes off the board. He goes to the Braves one year, $15 million. You know, I had a thing on Twitter the other day. And, again, now let's talk another player. And if I said to you, Dick, let me give you these choices. And um, let, me, let, me, let me pull up what I was saying. If I gave you um, the choice of this to be your following outfield, you ready? Choice A. And Danny, Michael Conforto, George, and Tom, Michael Conforto, George Springer, Brandon Nimmo is choice A. Choice B is Michael Conforto, Brandon Nimmo, and Marcelo Zuna. C is Will Myers, who we haven't talked about, a guy that is also on the trade block. Very good. George Springer and Michael Conforto. Or Conforto, Springer, Springer, Ozuna. So I think you're going to have one of those four. Because I'll take C. I'll take Myers, Conforto, and Ozuna. Springer. Springer. That was yeah. C. You know why I would agree with you? Here's why. Will Myers gets paid $20 million a year and has two years left. Marcelo Zuna is going to be five years, $110 million. I'd rather have Will Myers. Myers was very good last year. Myers could play multiple positions. Ozuna went from a gold glove outfielder to – the designated hitter. I mean, his he's he's just not what he was. I agree with you. I would take Will Myers, George Springer, and Michael Conforto. Um, my second choice, obviously, would be, you know, but it doesn't matter what my second. That would be my choice. I like Will Myers. I do. I do too. And the money doesn't mean anything. I don't care. If well, it's two years, forty. It million. does. Steve Cohen didn't become a, you know, fifteen billion by just giving away money. Yeah. You know, I rather have. Wouldn't you rather have? Will Myers two years forty, then yes, or Thomas, then Marcelo Zuna five years one twenty. Absolutely. Yeah, Myers is still young. He's a good ball player. He had eighteen home runs last year in a short season. Ball, for sure. You know, but what, uh, what has he got left on his contract, or is he a free agent? Who Myers? Myers. Two years. Two years forty million. Two actually, it's two years forty, but the second year is a player option, which he would take. Uh, what would we have to give up to get him? 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. The Padres, listen, they got a lot of money put into their, uh, I guess, new owners. But the Padres are not a big market team. And, again, they lost a lot of money. Now, that if you're the owner of the Padres, you're sitting Pay there. You're paying Machado a fortune. You're going to have to pay Fernando Tatis at some point. You, and, you know, you have Glad. Uh, is it uh, yeah, No, their pitcher. What's his name? You're a contender now. Yes. You know, and you, and, and oh, to, they don't have to move them. to sell it, you have to stay at that you yes. know, stay at that yeah, level. They don't have know? to move them. Because the Dodgers are only going to get better. But maybe Dodgers the Padres are... look at this and say, you know what? We got Brandon Nimmo. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. Or J.D. Davis under control for the next three years. We're paying Machado. Is there a big drop-off between Nimmo and, and Myers for us? You know, Myers, he's got two years. Yeah. What if he opts into that contract the second year? It's another $20 million. That, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying you're going to see players. Why in the hell would anybody ever want to move Nolan Arenado or Francisco Lindor? Why the hell would Cleveland tell Brad Hand, who's the best lefty, him and Hater, $10 is just too much money for us? You know, you're going to see a lot of guys Did out there. Sign? That, Hand? No, no, not yet. That's a guy I would want. That's a bullpen guy I yeah. would want. But that's where you are with the Mets right now. And you're waiting. I think it's going to happen. At, listen, I don't think any free agent, including Charles Morton, unless he just didn't want to move his family to New York. Yeah. Any free agent is going to sign anywhere unless he they instruct their agent, find out if the Mets have interest, which has York. never happened yeah. before. Listen to New York. Yeah. yeah. You know? And yeah. LeMayu. Yeah. Now, you're going to have a ton of Met Yankee fans, and Met fans more, calling up, I'd like to get LeMayu to stick it to the Yankees, to show them we're yeah, no longer the baby brother. Either do I. I can't think that way. Now, we need a second baseman, but we really don't. McNeil is your second baseman. The only way I'm going after LeMahieu is if McNeil has to be included in a Lindor trade. That's the only way I have interest in LeMahieu. Now, listen, LeMahieu is immediately the best player on the team if they get him. But if, if Cohen can work this magic, and I don't think it's impossible. He just saved another $20 million with Cano. If the Indians say we want Jeff McNeil... And two and JD Davis and two prospects for Lindor. I do it. <laughs> then I sign Lemayhu to play second. Mm-hmm. How about having an infield of Lemayhu, Lindor, and Arenado? How great would that be if we can get Garrick to play first? <laughs> but that's. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. But what we have is something we've never had. We've never had call the Mets before I sign. With, but, the, with the meetings, are going to be good. But listen, he's still got to show me that. They still got to show me that. Yeah, Carl, they got to show yeah. me that they're going to spend that money. Yeah, we're everybody's you know? assuming myself yeah. included. Yeah. That hey, because don't you don't forget, Alderson's a little on the on the tight side. You know, he's not the, he's not what you call a big spender. He gave Dave Wright all that money. He gave uh, Cespedes all that money in a roundabout yes, way. You're right, but he was also at small market teams. Yeah. Cohen had said, "Listen, man, it's a win now. Like he wants the instant gratification. Oh, no, understood. And he understood. knows he's got to spend the dough. Yes. Now again, yeah. he may be able to spend it in better ways than right. you and I may do yeah. it, right? Yeah. And still put the talent out there. Yeah. But at the end, he of the also day, owes it to Jacob Degrom. Yeah, he oh, does. Degrom signed a short-sighted deal. I mean, a ton of money, but he could have got a lot more. And Degrom." Should be rewarded with, we're going to get you some weapons now. And I think Trevor Bauer really wants to be here. He'd be great for New York. He's got the personality. Have you ever heard any conversations that he does want to be here? Just, I follow him on Twitter. He's got a picture of himself in every hat. He doesn't care. Oh, does he? Yeah, oh, okay. he wants yeah, to get. Nuts. He, he Garrett Cole did it too yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. Right? He had his hat on after they went in the World Series. To me, that was a schmucky move. It's a big time. 
what happened? The Yankees broke out the checkbook anyway and signed him. Yeah, but that was, you know, I'm no longer I an astro. I my agent now. Yeah, I'm no longer. Dick. Yeah, it was a bad Sorry, move. Twitter. And now we're off Twitter. Um, But that was a bad move by him. Louis Rojas is going to be the manager. They said that. Yesterday, yeah. Yep. I have no issue with that. We'll see what he is. No, you can't judge you him. Give now. the guy a chance. It's Sixty right. games. Come on. Yeah. And uh, you know we got to hope Alonzo has a better year than he had last year. But you really can't judge last year. If you're judging last year, Christian Yelich is a 200 hitter. He's right. not. But the yeah. thing of it is, if you tack uh, Alonzo's numbers on for the year, the batting average was down, but he still would have had plenty 40 of home, home runs. runs. Yeah. And probably 80, 85 ribbies. Yeah. You know which. I'll take that for my first baseman. If you ask me what I think the Mets are going to do, I think they're going to give. I think they're going to go Springer, Bauer, Riamuto. Now I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I there's no way. I don't think it's a wise move giving a catcher five years, one hundred eighty million. It's never worked. I wouldn't give Piazza five years, one hundred million, one hundred twenty million at thirty one years old, thirty years old. They just wouldn't. Yeah. Doesn't you know? Listen, if you win a World Series, if you win two World Series. If, but especially as a catcher. But if you win two World Series, then yeah, you live with it. It was paid. It was, yeah, it, right it's paid for. Yeah. Yes. 845-313-0561. We'll dole out some NFL picks of the week. We'll cover the Yankees real quick when we get back. And then we'll finish up. We are back. Danny had to go pick up some stuff in Monroe for the holidays for the bride. Mm-hmm. Um we are back here at Sports 845 at the uh, beautiful confines of Orange County Bagel in Middletown, 67 Dulson Avenue. Uh, we sponsor the show, uh, Napoli Pizza. We thank them again. And, uh, Dick, we, I want to go college football, and then we'll release our NFL locks of the week. Actually, if you want to win money, please mute the uh, radio when you're listening to Dick and Thomas. Um, Dick, you know, I got to give you some kudos. Indiana's better than I thought, or Ohio State's not as good as they are. I think it's a combination of both. Took the words out of my mouth. Um, Indiana, if you watch the game, Indiana was never really in the game until the last minute, but it was 35-7. And what it showed me is Ohio State has some warts defensively. And Justin Fields make, you know, he's you gotta remember he's a Sophomore in college, you know, he made he made some mistakes, some costly ones. But Indiana, give them all the credit in the world. The other thing I took out of the college football weekend, Jim Harbaugh is done in Michigan. He has zero interest in being there. I mean, you're down to Rutgers 17-0, and it's another one of those things where Rutgers isn't as – Shiano's the coach of the year. I mean, Rutgers hasn't been in a Big Ten game since he left. Well, that's true. He comes yeah. back – I mean, they were in the game versus Indiana, if you believe in them. And he almost – it took Michigan three overtimes, and Michigan acted like they won the soup, the national yeah, championship. Yeah, cool. They beat Rutgers in triple overtimes. Um, some good games this week. Here's your top five right now. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, who I still think is the best team in the country. Um, A&M, Florida, Cincinnati, you got to include them now. I and do. you also have to include Brigham Young. I do. You know, um, Oregon and Miami. Uh, Miami is not playing anymore as of now, and COVID has really destroyed college football. And we hope to God it doesn't yeah, do the same and, thing in basketball. And a lot of the the, the big the, like Maryland again, another game. You know, two more games out. Are they playing this weekend? I think they are. Right? They are. Uh, Who's that? Maryland. Yeah. What do you care about Maryland? They they want they, they haven't played two weeks in a row. They haven't oh, canceled well, again. They're well, playing Indiana. Uh, Wisconsin didn't play for a month and lost to Northwestern. And, and it showed. Yeah. And it showed. It's not right. And it showed. Well, the biggest now, thing what, is. What are they playing? Three games? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're two and one. And what? Who? Some. I was reading the paper today. Somebody played ten and was done already. Who the hell did I see in today's? I don't know. Miami seven and one, and they're done basically. Somebody else I saw is done. Here's your Big Ten championship game: Northwestern and Ohio State. That's going to be the championship game in the Big Ten. Um, Alabama is home this week to Auburn. I expect Bama to roll, but you never know. It's the the Iron Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Here's an interesting game. I think Notre Dame going to Chapel Hill could be a, a, a good game. Agree? Agreed. I mean, Agreed. Ohio State's at Illinois. Clemson goes to Pitt. Um, Cincinnati's not losing anymore this year. And Brigham Young's not going to lose anymore. So you're going to have two teams that are undefeated. How Marshall drops three spots by not even playing is beyond me. But that's what it is in college football. Do you yeah. see anything there that, that you disagree with? No, I don't. I just uh, the the Clemson thing has got me puzzled. Only you know they were canceled this week, so they have so uh, what's his face will not have played for three weeks. Uh, Lawrence with one, the COVID, yeah. yeah. And, and also there was a story there. Dabo Sweeney didn't irate. Did, didn't hide anything. No, yeah. He said it was BS. The Florida State game wasn't canceled because of COVID. It was yeah. canceled because an excuse was used for COVID. Or COVID was used as an excuse. Yeah, and he wasn't taking it out on the coach or the players because he knew they wanted to play. It was the AD that he had a problem with. Yeah, you know, so. and and he voiced it. Yeah, so I don't know who's right or wrong because I don't know me, much about the either. story. But if you if you're going to err on the side of safety, you got to go with the COVID, whether you believe it or not. You know, I did want to ask you something, and I'll ask you. You're a big Jet fan. You're sitting here in your yeah. Jet outfit. Yeah. Has Harbaugh Harbaugh done so little at Michigan that you don't want him necessarily as your next head coach? You know what? I, the more I think about it, the fact that he shows like, like he's not even involved. The I, rose is definitely that, off the blue. That, 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 that surprises me because I thought he was an excellent pro coach. I thought he, he was, was outstanding, and he was outstanding at Stanford too. But I think he was younger, and I, you know, I, I don't know if that kind of money takes the edge off. You know, it takes the edge off. But I'll win. tell you what. I bet they rehire him if he wants to stay. Where, Michigan? Yeah. I disagree. You don't think so? Because huh? of what you said. I think the AD at Michigan is very upset at the way Harbaugh is dealing with this. Okay. I mean, right. you almost want the guy to throw a hat or a helmet or something. Yeah. He's showing nothing. I agree. I agree. You know? And it, Harbaugh has the top a top 10 recruiting class every year. You thing- look at NFL rosters, Rashad Garrett, guys he's brought in there. Why is he not winning? You talk. I'm looking out there. I'm looking at all of these talent. He's got speed at pretty much every position. He's got size. He's got very talented players. I don't understand. I don't understand. And plus, not only that, he's getting rolled. It's not, you know, he takes Rutgers to three overtime. But he's been blown out of two or three games. I mean, it's yeah. not like he was even competitive in a couple and of another games. Story. And another that, that's hard to watch. Another thing that's hard to watch, Penn State. Yeah, but this is only the first year for him. The yeah. first year that he's been this bad. Yeah, yeah that they've okay. been this bad. And, you know, time will tell on him. But uh, they really, you know, he's had good defense, good running backs. He really hasn't had a great quarterback there. You know, and I and I think that's what he's missing a little bit. The other guy that graduated last year, he was, what was McSorley. He was, he was adequate. He was okay, but yeah. they, they, you know, it was linebacker you and yeah, they really, defensively really. didn't win games. And he had good running backs and he had good people at them other mm-hmm. positions. I don't, the, this year he doesn't even know who his quarterback is, you know, so it's like. Another thing worth following locally, by the way, college football-wise, is Army has been very good under Jeff Monk. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. And I see his name being mentioned at 
schools like South Carolina, right. schools like Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Listen, Army is Army. It's a very prestigious right. job. Yeah. But you're not going to make anywhere near the money you can make at Georgia Tech or South Carolina. No no um, uh, I think Munkin stays at Army. I think he really likes it. And he's done a great job. It depends on if he wants to make money or not. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, because I wonder what the army head coach makes. He's got to make. I would guess yeah. our producer could look it up, but I'm guessing Munkin has to make three hundred, four hundred thousand. Oh, more than that. More? Oh, yeah, more than that. Remember when they hired the, the pro coach the one time? Not not the, the lineman, but he What's was his coach of the San Diego Padres. Uh, San Diego Ross. Yeah, they gave him like a million one. And they Is thought that, right? that was a huge. They thought that was a huge mistake. I remember, you know, they really regretted doing that. In 2016, Munkin's salary was nine hundred thirty-two thousand yeah. five hundred twenty-one dollars for one year. That was in. Was that a one-year? That deal? was his annual as of okay. the 2016. Right. But he earns fifty thousand uh, dollars in a bonus every time they beat Navy. All right. So, okay. So he's out a million. Let's say he's out of yeah, million. Yeah. If he went to Georgia Tech or South Carolina, he'd be getting four or five. Uh, yeah, I don't know about yeah. five, but he but, but, he would but, double his salary but, minimally. But, 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 offensive coordinators now are getting one and two million dollars. Yeah. you know, all well, that's yeah. Positions. Yeah, it's gone crazy. Sports eight four five NFL locks of the week, and uh, Thomas, if you want to go first, go ahead. First of all, let me give you the best game of the week, and I'm not saying it's one of my picks. Here's a great game, not the best, but here's a great game to watch. You got Josh Allen. And, uh, and Herbert going against each other. San Diego in Buffalo. The Bills, I believe, are a five-point favorite. Um, Thomas, who are your three games, though? Locks of the week. The three locks I got. I feel like Miami against the Jets, that's a lot. You know, Miami is a seven-point favorite over the Jets. So we'll write this down. Lock it in if you're listening to Thomas. He likes Miami minus seven. Next, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Raiders over the Falcons. I think Derek Carr has just been playing really well, and he's not getting, I think, all the respect he deserves, but he's been playing pretty dang well. What's the uh, dang is being yeah. used? Dang is never used was, on Sports uh, 845. The Raiders are what? Three plus three. Yeah, Raiders are plus three? Yeah. Where's the game? In Atlanta? You yeah. sure about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Raiders yeah. plus three. Go ahead with your third. And my final lock's got to be Pittsburgh's going to take down the Ravens. With Steelers. With, with Dobbins and, and Ingram out, that's going to be a big hurt for the Ravens, so I think. Steelers are what? There. Come on, give me the lines. Uh, Steelers. Come on, you got locks of the week. I need the line. Let's look at it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to say there's six and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. And, okay, Thomas Giordano of Giordano Wood Floors goes Miami minus seven, Raiders plus three, Steelers minus four and a half. Legendary coach Dick O'Neill, see if you could do this. Go ahead. Taking the Texans. Minus three. Who are they playing, Dick? The Lions. Texans minus three. I'm going to take the, uh, for whatever reason, I'm taking the Bills over the Chargers. Bills minus five and a half. Right. And then I'm going to take the Cardinals over the Patriots. Patriots getting two and a half. Cardinals are minus two and a half. Right. Okay, folks out there, you heard uh, those two. I hope you muted it. Let me tell you how you actually can win some money this week by going up to Resorts Casino. You want to do the following. You want to go over to the window and you want to tell them, I want the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six and a half. Take the points over Cleveland. Beckham out. Mayfield doesn't look good. They got lucky to hold on and beat the Eagles. 
I like Jacksonville. Listen, you can say what you want about them. They're, they have one win. They have given you everything every week. Six and a half points. The Browns are not the uh, 86 Bears. I take the Jaguars plus six and a half over Cleveland. The Minnesota Vikings are a team I cannot figure out this year. They get Dalvin Cook back. They win three straight, four straight games. Cook runs wild. Cousins is, listen, not to be confused with uh, with uh, Y.A. Tittle anytime soon, but you'd think there's enough offensive firepower there where they could beat the Cowboys at home, and defensively they were just terrible. The Panthers, I raved about them at the beginning of the show. They're playing hard every week. But going to Minnesota in a must-win game for the Vikings after a terrible loss at home to Dallas, take the Vikings minus four over the Panthers, Darren's pick number two. The other pick, the last pick, is I think Tampa is good against bad teams and very average against very good teams. I love Kansas City in this game, minus three. I don't care where the game is played. It's being played in Tampa. But the Chiefs have way too much offensive firepower. I can't see the Bucs putting up 40 points to win this game. I take the Chiefs minus three over Tampa. So to repeat, go to the casino, Jacksonville plus six and a half over Cleveland. The Vikings minus four at home against the Panthers. And the Kansas City Chiefs on the road, only a three-point favorite in Tampa. Chiefs minus three over the Bucs. Everybody. Happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Be smart. Be safe. Um, don't have more than eight people in your room or Cuomo will send in a Warren squad. Uh, no chanting, no celebrating, and stay six feet away from everybody. Enjoy uh, your holidays. Be safe. We'll be back next Tuesday.